0: Turn to the book of Hebrews this morning, Hebrews chapter 13. We are living in a day, and I know many of you already are well aware of this, we are living in a day, it seems change is happening so fast, and they're not all good changes. Uh, We we see things, uh, what we once believed, what was once rock solid views, uh, now uh, everything is up just kind of topsy-turvy it's we're just not we have people in our world today who don't even know right from wrong they don't even know uh what is evil and what is good and we're so confused and there's a reason for that when you get away from the bible when you have no understanding of the word of god then you're going to be left out there in the dark and anything you'll be vulnerable to whatever the devil uh, wants to put before you but I want to talk to you about a, a topic that I, it wasn't that long ago I preached on it. But I, uh, uh, this is a little different angle, but I remember, uh, or what reminded me this is just of all these changes that are taking place. I heard someone say this, was it a week or two ago, that Jesus is for abortion. Now that person's really, you know, they got warped thinking, I but you have to understand, these people, many of them have been raised completely uh, away from the Bible. They have no Bible knowledge, no truth, and but yet I've heard, I remember, I've shared this before, I was driving in Tennessee trying to pick up some uh, talk radio years ago. This is back when I was in college. And uh, I was down there in the hills of Tennessee, and you're, you're going through this AM stations and in and out, and all of a sudden this wanders on. It caught my interest. A little old lady was speaking. I assumed she sounded like a little old lady. And then she said that she had been many years, she had been a uh, member of the Ku Klux Klan. And she did all this for Jesus, in the name of Jesus. There's been people that have done things in the name of Jesus that Jesus had literally nothing to do with. So how do we know if Jesus is in it? How do we know what Jesus would do today? How do we know what Jesus would do? You remember that phrase? WWJD. What would Jesus do? We know because we have the Bible. If Jesus was walking the earth today, he would do no different than what he did in in the uh, New Testament. He is God. We're going to just nail this down again. And I'm reminded as we went through revival, there were some powerful messages. And maybe some of you are still at that point of decision. You're, you're, you're not, you haven't made that decision yet for the Lord, whether it be for salvation or maybe it's for just giving him your all. You're not, you haven't done that yet, but God has been working in your heart. And I want to encourage you uh, today with this truth from Hebrews chapter 13, one verse, we're going to focus on, verse 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. So I can say with confidence, with authority, that Jesus is not for abortion. I I can say with confidence that Jesus does not approve of the homosexual lifestyle or all these other transgender, and I'm not even going to go through all the W, J, Z, E, Y, whatever it is it's it here we have some a warped thinking that is absent of truth and and but now does jesus hate them no i don't hate them either we want to reach them for christ they have been deceived think about all these children all across the nation who have been lied to told that they've been told that they're not a they're a boy but they've been told they're a girl or vice versa yes our world is changing we, we have uh, young people in colleges now all across America who are all for socialism. They don't even know what socialism is. And, so, and, and their views of Christ in many cases. Now, praise God. I, I don't want to paint a broad picture here that all young people like that. I, I'll have you know there are some young people who love God. They're right here in church this morning. And they're all across America. But I'm talking, there is a large percentage. When you have almost 50% who have uh, uh, voted in favor of socialism, uh, almost uh, that many who are even for abortion and who have a warped thinking, I'm talking about people who have had a background in church, who have been raised with truth, and yet they've uh, rejected that truth and, and followed after and clung to a lie. But this morning, I want to remind you, as uh, the author of Hebrews does, Jesus Christ has not changed. He hasn't looked at the polls and said, you know, the people look like they're leaning more towards this direction, so maybe I'll change my view. No, no. God doesn't do that. Jesus Christ does not do that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that verse really does showcase that vital doctrine of the immutability of God. And what that word immutability is a big word. All it means is that God Almighty has never, uh, can never, and will never change. Now, I don't know about you, but that gives me great comfort. I don't have to worry about when I go start reading the Bible, I wonder if God's changed his mind on this. Uh, you know, when I go to prayer and I'm thinking, well, uh, where's God at today? You know, what 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 kind of views does he have today now in our world you never know you start talking to some people and you think at first you think well you know this person looks like a pretty logical person at the very least and you start talking to him, you're thinking wow what has happened to this guy or this girl this lady and but jesus is not that way you can go hey, the, the same requirements he had for salvation a thousand years ago is the same today you don't get saved any differently you don't get to heaven any different way no matter how many times people say well that's not fair that leaves all of us out that's a narrow way well the bible does say narrow is the way you know that, that they have broad is the way that leads to destruction and so yes it may be narrow but it's open to whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord anyone you see there are some clubs you and i could never join for one reason or another now for the life of me i don't know why you know you have uh, men that want to be in women's sports and vice versa and you have all these but but uh, there are still some clubs that you can't be a part of maybe you don't have enough money maybe you're not I, i don't know what the requirements may be but i want you to know when it comes to having a relationship with jesus christ It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what level of education you have. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter where you live. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let me take a moment because this is so vitally important. Because today people have a completely different view of who God is. You ask people on the street, and you get all kinds of different responses. And they think um, that God is actually in favor of some of these things that are happening in our society. And they invoke him in a lot of these things. You know, he is for illegal immigrants. Yes, because, you know, Joseph and Mary were just like those illegal immigrants. No, they weren't. Nothing like that. But, uh, but that's, I'm not going to get on that subject matter. But they invoke him. They use Jesus. Well, Jesus would buy a Ford if he was alive today. And you know that's not true, right, Brother Charles? He wouldn't buy a Ford. No. And, and uh, uh, so they try to use the name Jesus to make it. I've had kids tell me, Pastor, this music's good because it mentions the name Jesus in it. Well, I've heard some music over the years that uh, may mention the name Jesus, but it would not be anything I would uh, encourage my kids to listen to. Um, or it doesn't have any curse words in it <laughs> okay well again i'm not talking about music but i want you to know this jesus christ is forever the same how does that, how does somebody get to heaven well before i get there let me just share some verses with you here uh he is still god he will always be god he is absolutely unchangeable there is one of the uh, uh, again a very essential doctrine to Christianity. A God is unchangeable now why is this so important because change what that implies now for you and I we need to change what I'm saying is we need to be growing spiritually every day don't be satisfied in your life you know you've had people say well bless God that's the way I am you take it or leave it you know you don't like it hit the road oh that may sound tough that may sound but listen that's not Christianity that's not what you're you're revealing your carnal spirit you're revealing that you're not what god wants you to be because we ought to be we need to be open to changing to becoming more like jesus christ i don't want you to raise your hand please don't but how many of you are just like jesus none of us are we cannot look in, in, in jesus christ and say i am as good as you are no in fact Paul says, uh, clearly, we all fall short of the glory of God. And so, therefore, he cannot change ever. This truth is is all through the word of God, from Genesis to Revelation. Psalm 90, verse 2, the psalmist says, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. And so, there is no beginning, there is no end. God, you you are God. You know, there's people out there say, well, I just need to find uh, where I fit in and find the... The religion that I, no, there's only one God, only one. There are still people out there trying to find themselves. I always thought that was a strange thing. I'm going to leave my job, and I'm going to leave the school, and I'm just going to go try to find myself. You know what the best thing you can do is get into the Word of God. You'll find yourself there. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I am nothing without God. Hey, we have a society today who's full of themselves. We don't need more self-confidence. We need more God-confidence is what we need. Well, also Malachi 3.6, the Lord says, I am the Lord, I change not. Pretty plain. And he does not change. James 1.17, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Revelation 1.8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. He does not change. Now, I would, again, just to go through this passage uh, about a couple things or a few things that he does not change. The power of God does not change. In Matthew 28, in verse 18, Matthew 28, 18, that's right before the great commission that the Lord gives us. And it says there in that verse that all power is given unto me. Let me get over there and so I make sure I get it right. Look at Matthew 28 and verse 18. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And then he goes on on to give that great commission, telling us what we are to do to go out into the world and to preach the gospel. And so he is saying all power is is given unto me and this simply means that at some time in the past god the father gave jesus christ his power and his authority so what authority what right do we have to go knock on someone's door and talk to them about jesus christ i know we oftentimes get mistaken for being a jehovah witness or um maybe a mormon and uh, or whatnot but that does not mean we should not go because right there in this same passage look look with me verse 19 go ye therefore and teach all nations what are we to teach them the word of god but the power so we go in the authority of jesus christ we go because he's told us to go that's the why we go that's the right that we have the obe- obeying our savior our chief and commander yeah, so it's god's will that Jesus possessed all power in heaven and in earth. And nothing, nothing, no one can change that fact. So he has power to create. Now, a lot of people may not think about this, but it's true. Jesus Christ is the creator. Jesus was the agent of creation. In John 1, verse 3, all things were made by him. Nothing that was made was not made by him. He made everything. John kind of repeats that phrase and in fact look over with me in Colossians chapter 1 these are great verses Colossians chapter 1 and verses 16 and 17 Colossians 1 verse 16 for by him that is by Jesus Christ you can look in the passage here you'll see I'm right about that by him were all things created not some but all that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be uh, thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things cr- were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And so that's pretty clear. Uh, and so the, the same power, the power of Jesus Christ, that uh, he had power to heal the blind. He had power to give hearing to the deaf to uh, uh, make a lame person walk for the first time in their life he had power to give life to someone who had died he still has that same power he had power to take his hand and fling the stars across the heaven to to create everything that we see that's the same Jesus Christ that we speak to today that we worship today he has all power and, and he is able. Then he has power to redeem. We, uh, the, the analogy there in the Bible is that we are a slave. Before we're saved, we're, we're like that slave, on the slave in the slave market. We're being sold by the highest bidder. The devil owns us. But Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and paid the price for our sins. And if we will believe him, he will set us free. And many of you have experienced that that redemption, being bought back as it was. And so he's the author, as uh, there in, in chapter 12 here, verse 2 of Hebrews, he is the author and finisher of our faith. Acts 4, 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so he will never lose his saving power. He has power to protect. Um, you know, in, in, uh, in John chapter 10, John writes about Jesus being the good shepherd and uh, the, the shepherd that protects his sheep. Look, in, look at, um, if you're still there in Hebrews, verse 5, chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be, with, be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, "I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee," and so we uh, we can be we can understand that God uh, he wants to protect us, he wants to provide for us. But let me tell you this about salvation: it hasn't changed. Mankind has changed everything. They said, "No, what you need to do is you need to uh, say this specific prayer. If you say this magical prayer." then you will be magically saved. If you, no, 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 another says no, you have to get baptized. If you go through these magical waters, it'll wash all your sins away. Now, I, you know what I, I've often said? If that was the case, man, let's get some magical water, put it in the fire truck, and let's just go down the road and hose everybody down. That, hey, they'll get mad. yeah Okay, but they're saved, right? No, that's not right. Uh, some will say, well, no, the way you get to heaven is you've got to be a member of a church, a specific church. Folks, if you're counting on this church, your membership in this church to get you to heaven, you are sadly deceived. No membership in a church is going to get you to heaven. Nobody, no church. Jesus is it. But others say, well, no, it's, it's not that. You, you know, here's what it is. If you're a good person, if your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, and, uh, and then you get to heaven and the balance shows that you're, you had more good than bad, you'll get into heaven. may sound good, but it's not biblical at all. Jesus, he, he, uh, he clarifies everything. You know what I love about the Bible? It doesn't leave you in limbo. It doesn't leave you with gray areas. It doesn't leave you scratching your head. What does that mean? Where am I at? Um, because clearly Jesus said, I am the way. That's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And we, I already read the verse there in Acts. There's none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Um, so how does that work, though? A lot of people don't understand this. It's the same. So whether it's 100 years or 1,000 years ago, it's the same, putting our faith in Christ. When I was 13 years old, a man asked me this question. Randy, if you died right now, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? Now, that's a pretty heavy question to ask a 13-year-old. 13-year-old, we're, we've got a lot of things in our mind, but usually that's not one. But God had already been working in my heart. I'd been trying to convince myself that I was okay because I, I was going to church the best I could. I had uh, the preacher picking me up. Another man in the church would pick me up. And so I was, in essence, though they did not have a van or a bus, it was uh, just like that. And they were taking me to church, and I was even riding my bike to church. And I thought, boy, I'm really sacrificing. I'm, it was only four miles, not a big deal at all. But still, uh, I thought I go to church, and I'm not as bad as a lot of those rascals I go to school with. I'm a lot better than they are. And But that night, when he asked me that question, it, it kind of knocked all the props I had out from under me. It's kind of like that verse in Ephesians 2. Verses 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. And I said, oh, man, everything I was trusting in to get to heaven was knocked out from under me. Not of yourselves. It, it's not of works, lest any man should boast. There's nothing, and I realized that night, there was nothing I could do. I could never be good enough to get to heaven. I might be better than a lot of other people as far as my behavior goes, but I'll never be as good as Jesus Christ. I'll never be good enough to get to heaven. And so that's why I, I called on the name of the Lord to save me. Let, let's say, let's take this chair here. This chair, we'll say, represents Jesus Christ, okay? And you've seen this illustration, or many of you have. This, this chair represents Jesus Christ. And a lot of people in the world today said, yeah, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Oh, he was a good man. He did a lot of great things. But am I, uh, let, let's just back up a little bit. The, just, just the chair in plan. Am I trusting this chair to hold me up right now? If I, I'm standing here, maybe I had all the specs on the chair. It'll hold 450 pounds. Oh, I've got that covered, okay. And uh, it, it, uh, it's a sturdy chair, well made. I can see the design of it. Uh, but am I really trusting it right now to hold me up? I may talk about trusting it, but I'm not trusting it until I do what? Sit down in it. Now. You may not be able to see it, but I'm still not trusting in this chair. If you pull this chair out from under me, I'd still be here. But here's trust. All my weight. Pray for this chair, right? All my weight on this chair. Now, if this chair collapses, you'll have a good laugh out of it for sure. But if it does collapse, what happens to me? I fall with it. I I go down with it because my complete trust is in it. And so that's what people do with Jesus. They say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I, they may even say, I believe he's the son of God. But they're not putting their faith in Jesus Christ to get to heaven. They may still be trying to do their good deeds and do this or that to get to heaven. They're good people. They are sincere in what they believe. But they're not, they haven't put their complete trust in Christ. Here's what some do. They go a little further. Oh yeah, and not only do I believe in Jesus, I go to church every Sunday, I tithe, I pray every day, I read my Bible, but again, they're not trusting in Jesus, they're trusting in themselves. Those are things they do. This is what it is. Jesus, I trust in you and you alone to get me to heaven. That's faith. So not in anything else, not, definitely not in myself, it's only in Jesus. That's the way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That hasn't changed. It's the same way uh, the message that Paul preached. It's the same truth. Why? Because Jesus Christ is forever the same. If you're here today, and, and again, you may be sincere, no doubt in my mind about that. You may really think that uh, what you're doing is right, But if it doesn't line up with scripture, if you're you're counting on your church membership, your good deeds, any spiritual or religious ritual to get you to heaven, you'll never make it there. Because Jesus said, I am the way. Not one of the ways, the only way. Putting your complete trust in him to get to heaven. And you know what? you also find out that his promises never change. The Bible is full of promises I challenge you to read it and find you know as you read the Bible I was telling young people this earlier this morning if you read the, or as you read the Bible ask yourself those questions before you read it first of all ask the Lord help me understand it teach me Lord and then ask for uh, uh, you know are there any promises in here that I can claim At, before you even read it you know help me find some promises I can claim or is there a command that God is telling me to do something there or maybe there's a command that God is telling me not to do something. And it may, and then, of course, you can ask the basic questions of who is the author? Who, who is he writing to? Uh, that that kind of helps you understand uh, the scripture even before you read it. But he has uh, he has power. He has the, the promises of his word. Listen to Romans 4.21. What he has promised, he is able also to perform. Again, you and I can make a lot of promises. This time of year, we hear them all over television, don't we? These politicians promise the world. Or as, um, what's that wonderful life movie? He promised the moon. <laughs> and, and they do practically promise everything. But they can't keep those promises. They promise things that are not even possible. And right. uh, now, I like to see a politician, when he makes a promise, try to stick to it. Um, you know, at least he tries. But so many of them just make the promises. But how many promises have you made to God? How many promises have you made and you told God, I'm going to stop doing this? And you're right back doing it again. God, I'm going to start doing this. And you haven't really started. You, you see, we, we turn back on God all the time. We uh, fail on our promises, but God doesn't fail on his. In, the, in this verse, the word promise it, is in the perfect tense. So it describes the action which is viewed as having been completed in the past. We don't have to wonder if God will, is true to his promises. We have proof of it. We know he is. And his promises are good forever. And there are many, many precious promises for you and I in, this, in the word of God. And uh, God is never going to change his mind. His promised salvation, it's yours. Just I put that verse on the... Sign out there for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is that simple. Not calling on the church, not calling on some individual, but Jesus. That's it. And so the promise is very clear there. And when a lost sinner comes to Jesus by faith, they are saved by grace. Uh, if you, when I, again, when I was 13, I, I remember I went down to the little chapel there by the lake and uh, had that. counselor with me there at camp and i uh, prayed that prayer i heard those verses the roman road many a time but there i they really clicked it really i understood and i called on the lord jesus christ to forgive me of my sins to come into my heart and save me and he did and as i again i was saying this morning uh, to the young people the decisions you are making right now can literally impact the rest of your life i'm talking about even pre-teens kids that are making decisions that is very important and uh and one of the best decisions you'll ever make is giving your life to jesus christ um, but there are bad decisions that can put you off on the wrong path but he's promised salvation he's promised provision that paul said he'll supply all of my needs according to his riches in in christ jesus so he has promised provision he has promised satisfaction uh, there is nothing in this world that satisfies but jesus uh, did you ever wonder why the people that seem to have all the material things in this world that they want they never are really satisfied how many of those individuals have ended up taking their own life because they could not find satisfaction john chapter 4 there's a woman at the well there that could not be satisfied she had been with several different men, married several different times, and could not find anything that would fill the void in her life. And Jesus said, I, I promise to give you something, a drink. If you drink from me, if you take what I have to offer you, you'll be eternally satisfied. And, and he promised to satisfy the hungry soul. Psalm 107, verse 9 says, he, uh, For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. Jesus is really the only one that can satisfy us, that can give us fulfillment in life. And uh, so he has promised that kind of satisfaction. He has promised eternal security. Oh, this is a great one. Um, I don't think there's an, another doctrine that's more precious. It ought to be more, uh, so precious to us Christians uh, than this doctrine here of eternal security in Jesus Christ. If you have been saved, then you will forever be saved. Um, Jesus didn't save you to abandon you along the way. He, um, in John 10, 28, he says, I give unto them, those who had put their, tr- their trust in Christ, he, he called them in that chapter his sheep. His sheep know that his voice, they follow him. And he, he said, I give unto them eternal life. That lasts forever, folks forever i give to the eternal life and they shall never perish that is they'll never go to hell now i can claim that verse so right now this morning i can say again not only with confidence but with the authority of god's word that if i was to die right now i know i would go to heaven not because i'm a preacher believe me that doesn't it isn't going to get you there not because i'm a good person but because of who i put my trust and faith in to get to heaven, Jesus Christ. And so he has promised that eternal security that he'll not only save us, but he'll keep us saved. Your salvation, Christian, does not depend upon you keeping it. Um, Look, it's just like this. If we lose our minds, well, we still have salvation because it's not me that's keeping it. God keeps it. I may not, one day I may not even know who I am, let alone who you are, but God will always know me. And then he's promised uh, that eternal security to whosoever calls on him. He's promised sufficient grace. Paul talked about that in, in was it, uh, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where he had that thorn in the flesh. Many people, many scholars believe it was an eye disease, that he had a continual running or a pus light coming out of his eyes, and very painful. He could not see well. We know he had eye vision problem. But uh, nonetheless... He asked the Lord three times to take that away from him, and the Lord didn't. Uh, but the Lord taught him that his grace is sufficient, and Paul understood that, his grace, God's grace is sufficient. You say, I could never face uh, a losing a loved one. That would be too much for me to bear. Well, when you get to that place that it may happen, uh, God will give you the grace. God's grace is sufficient for what we're facing, and then his personality never changes. Hebrews 1, if you're still there close to the Hebrews, Hebrews 1, verse 12, And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. And so that just reaffirms this truth here. Uh, Jesus Christ will never change. His love, uh, he is love. Uh, of, of course he is. Uh, it's, it's all through the New Testament. Uh, thank God for his love, for God so loved the world. Uh, Jeremiah talks about the, he has everlasting love. His, his love for you will never change. You may disappoint him. You may uh, turn against him, but he'll never, uh, his love will ne- never diminish that he has for you. Uh, he is light, the Bible says. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And so by his very nature, Jesus Christ is light. Uh, we have a, a people all over the world who are walking in darkness because they don't know Jesus, and they are feeling their way around in the dark, and they're trying to come. They're they're coming up with crazy ideas and views because they don't know Jesus. They're not walking in light. He is life. Also, we already read that verse or quoted that verse in John 14:6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no life outside of Jesus Christ. When a person that dies without Christ today, it's not just the grave and it's all done. No, it's eternity in hell without Jesus. But Jesus Christ is life. He gives us eternal life by trusting in him. He is Lord, Acts 2.36, and God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. So the world around us, even our very lives are in a constant state of flux. Things are always changing around us. No question about that. And I find it very refreshing, very comforting to know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that if we, it, it's, it's not the men in the Bible that God used to write his scripture. They were not the you know, super heroes, superhuman beings. It was the God that they put their faith in. And the same thing today. It's not us that can do anything good or mighty, but God working through us can do all things. Um, perhaps today you realize that Jesus Christ is not your Savior. There's never been a time in your life where you realized you were a sinner. You understood that the, the punishment for your sin was death and hell. And you've never called on Jesus and Jesus alone to get you to heaven. I urge you to do that today. Don't put it off. Life is so short. What does James call it? It's like a vapor that appears for just a a second and it's gone. Like that steam that rises above the kettle. Our life is, if you live to be 100, still it's so short. And and we don't know how much time we have. The Bible does say our days are numbered. Uh, Today could be our last day. We don't know that. So if you're not saved, please, I beg you, get saved today. Christians, time we get serious for God. It's not the politician in the White House that's going to save us, that's going to rescue and solve all the problems we have. It's only Jesus. If we have, If we end up with a communist in the White House one day, listen, Jesus is still on the throne. He's still our Savior. And we still can go on because of that. And so uh, don't, don't be discouraged. Don't be pulled down. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Keep going on for the Lord. Maybe today the Lord's been dealing with you about some things. Maybe there's some things you need to just give over to the Lord. Do whatever he's told you to do. Let's bow our heads.